This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. What's up, sisters and friends? Happy Monday, everybody. I have a feeling this episode is gonna get a lot more than just sisters on it. I have a feeling everybody's gonna wanna listen to this episode because my mom and I are actually gonna cover a big topic. So we get this question literally all the time. We'll just casually post pictures of our tattoos and we always get the question, is it really okay for Christians to get tattoos? Or we get not the question and just a lot of rude comments about us having tattoos and isn't that wrong? And, um, you know, people will just quote Leviticus 19 and be like, you're not supposed to get tattoos if you're a Christian. And so we decided finally to really read the word ourselves and really dive into like, what does God actually say about this? What's God's heart towards this? And I've always had like, kind of like my answer for that, but now I feel like I'm so rooted and established in the word of God with my answer. And I'm really excited to share that with y'all. My mom and I are gonna talk about our own tattoos and we're gonna talk about our journey um, with discovering God's heart for this topic. So without further ado, mom, let's tackle the question. Is it okay for Christians to get a tattoo? But first you have tattoos, right? I do. I have two tattoos. Yes. Which and I remember that was so crazy. I thought it was so crazy when you got your my first, first one. Yeah. I got my first. It's a W on my finger. And um, yeah, I, it was so funny because like I literally went to the tattoo parlor at like 11 in the morning, which apparently people don't get tattoos at 11 in the morning because it wasn't even open. No one was oh even there. Gosh. And I would just like went up there and, and no one's there. So the guy, guy just just pulls up and he's like, uh, we don't open till like noon. Can you come back later? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I come back at noon. He's like, I'm not quite ready yet. I'm like, no okay, way. it's fine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so um, I got a W on my finger was my very first tattoo. And I'm excited about doing this because it is the thing. It's so interesting. Like whenever... Um, you know, be post, which I don't like post about my tattoo a lot, no, but, just, but like just it's, in, it. it's yeah. in our picture because, and so people do notice and comment, but, um, I did do a post about the last tattoo I got cause we got tattoos together in Norway. We both have little waves. Yes. And, um, and, and Denmark, does he Norway? In Copenhagen. Yeah, and yeah. We were, we went to Norway mm-hmm. and then we were going to do it in Norway. That's right. We didn't ever find a place and uh-huh. it didn't work out. Then we went to Denmark and it was so fun. It was so fun. We all got them together. So um, since we all did it together, I did post specifically about the tattoo. And I wrote, you know, just kind of the reason why um, and what the tattoo means to me and everything. And it got so many comments. And most of them were, of course, beautiful and gracious and all that. But there were a lot of people that, you know, some some were, were hateful or mean. But But most of them really, a lot of them were really just questioning, like, I've always been told as a Christian, you can't get a tattoo. And so, um, you know, like, what do you believe about that? And why, why, why do you think it's okay? And so, um, you know, some people are like, oh, you don't have to address the haters. And it's not, and I think in this, it's like, we're not talking about the haters. Like we're talking to people who really genuinely have that question and want to know like why, because there's a scripture in the Bible that people always reference as mm-hmm. Leviticus 19 as to why Christians shouldn't get tattoos. Yeah. So I think it's really important for us it to is. have the conversation. It's not just like ignoring 
this yeah. and like, oh, we have it, whatever. Yeah. It's actually saying like, okay, let's study the scripture and yes. and why why do we believe it's okay? Which is so important for any question that you have. Mm-hmm. If you have a question, like you, the best thing is to go to the scripture. And especially if there is a scripture on a topic that you don't understand, to, to gain more understanding behind it. And to some of you people that are listening to this, maybe you're not a Christian, you didn't grow up in a religious home or a real religious background, and you're like, what? This is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with getting tattoos. And um, maybe this can just help, you know, widen your understanding for maybe why you've heard people say that before, or maybe why people have uh, had a reaction before. And I think it is really important too to talk about this because I think in some religious homes, you know, it was like, you're not supposed to get a tattoo because it's biblically wrong. And then a lot of times I think it's just mixed in with people's preference. Like people yeah. just don't mm-hmm. like tattoos. Older, a right. lot of the older generation just doesn't like them. Uh-huh. And um, so I do think we need to just go and say, it's okay if you just don't like the look of tattoos. Right. We're really talking about, is it okay to get a tattoo? Mm-hmm. Um, so mom, I want you to talk about the wave tattoo that we got okay. because I think this is really cool. Just like the meaning why we got it. And yeah. I'll show you all some of my tattoos and then we'll jump into the question. Yeah, so um, the latest tattoo we got, both of us got a wave, and it was so fun to have something that, like, we did together in that way. But um, we actually came to the decision together. We were on a beach trip, and we were going through something difficult as a family at the time. And, and I, was, I was in a season that I was, like, kind of, like, asking God, like, you know, like, when are you going to answer this prayer? Like, when is this, this is something that I've been praying about for a long time, and I'm like— not seeing the answer yet. And so like, when, when am I going to see the answer to this? And it felt like a problem that was really big. Yeah. And that was like, okay, like it wasn't solvable on my own. It was something yeah. that I can't, I know that I can't do. I can't fix. I can't solve. Yep. Um, it has to be through, through the spirit of God to, to solve this and to fix this. And so, um, yeah, it was something that we were really praying about. And I read this scripture that's in Jeremiah five twenty two. And we happened to be at the beach when I'm reading this scripture. And it was a rainy day at the beach, so the waves were, like, huge that yes. day. It was, and you were on the, like, um, your room, you know, was mm-hmm. overlooking the ocean. And so mm-hmm. we just got this view all day of the yeah. waves being so massive. When yeah, I had this. this little balcony, and I had, you know, this view of, of the water and the waves just kind of crashing in. And so it's in Jeremiah 5 and um, 522, and it says, I made the sand for the sea an everlasting barrier it cannot cross. The waves may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. And I just remember loving it so much. And just because I was thought, I just had this visual of like the sand there and the waves, even though these, these powerful waves are coming in, that God creates can create this barrier yeah. that these waves cannot cross. And he's the one who creates the barrier. He's the yeah. one who decides. He's the one who created the waves. He's the one who can stop it. It's not It's not me. It's not of my yeah. power. And um, I thought it was really, really beautiful. So the first of that scripture, what is so interesting is in this whole time right here, this is not this like really like encouraging time from God to be like, like <laughs> yeah. you can do anything. Like it's yeah. not this time where God is talking to his people like, have confidence, be strong, you know, you yeah. can do anything. He's actually like admonishing them because they are, they are <laughs> like trying to put two things on their own. They're, they're like, rebelling they're rebelling. Him. They're trying following different gods. They're doing things yeah. just actually opposed to him. And so he comes in like, and is like, like God and says, Hey, like, 
like, and he starts out, he says, should you not fear me, declares the Lord? Should you not tremble in my presence? And then he goes in to say this, I made the sand a boundary for the sea and everlasting barrier it cannot cross. The waves may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. And so he's actually saying like, like, stop. Like, yeah. you're trying to do all this of your own volition. You're yeah. trying to figure it out. You're you're seeking other gods, other yeah. ways, other things. But, like, I'm the one yeah. who created the, created all of this. Yeah. I'm the one who created the so waves. Powerful. And I also created the sand to stop them. And so it's just, like, constant this constant reminder, like, on my arm. That's so cool. Now I love that. that. That one, God's the one who's in charge anyway. Yeah. And then, two... He's the one who can stop the waves. Yeah, that's so. so good. I love it so much. And I remember even that night, um, I was on Instagram and Hillsong posted like a throwback, remember? And it mm-hmm. was them singing mm-hmm. like, yes. when the oceans rise yes. and thunders roar, uh-huh. I will soar with you above the storm. And then even thinking about Psalms 46, where it talks about how even when the ocean crumbles into the heart of the sea, like I will be still and know that you are mm-hmm. God. And so in our circumstance at that time, it just felt so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this feels so chaotic, but I know God that you set a boundary line in the sand that although this can get really wild and you're hearing the waves roar, roar and foam, like it can't pass like the boundary of your love mm-hmm. that you've established, which was just so much comfort for us. Yeah. So like you sent so me cool. that song in the I middle did. of the night. I did. And, I was yeah. like, Look at what just came on Instagram. And so that was like three years before we even got tattoos. So we thought Uh about it for a long time and then we were like at the moment's right and Denmark, this is like the best place. It was just so cool. I think there's another quote that you said at the time too that I loved. Lainey had told me that. Lainey doesn't have a tattoo, but Lainey was like, if I ever got a tattoo, I'd get a wave. And the reason why she said she heard this quote and it said, um, learn to ride the wave that slams you into the rock of ages. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is so good. It's like, learn to ride the wave of life that slams you into the rock of ages because the waves of life are crazy. Like sometimes you're going to be at the top of the wave, like mm-hmm. seeing the view is going to be gorgeous. And sometimes you're going to be like in the like rubble, you know, <laughs> like underneath, like can't catch your breath. And I've experienced both of those many times in my life, yeah. you know, um, but learn to ride it until it slams you into the rock of ages, the steadiness mm-hmm. of God. And so, yeah, the wave means a lot to us, which is really cool. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Well, I have a couple other tattoos. I have my fearless tattoo. My fearless tattoo is the first tattoo I got, which I think y'all are really surprised that I got a tattoo because yes. I remember y'all being like, you were the last kid of ours <laughs> I thought would ever get a tattoo. Okay, so I think actually this conversation is so good to have because Sadie was our one that was probably the I would say the one that struggled probably the most with this kind of spirit of like judgmentalism. Would you? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Like legalism, being more judgmental for sure. But it's so because... I have all the compassion for the people who think <laughs> stuff like that. Cause I was like, you got a tattoo, mom? Like, even though she got like a W, I was like, well, bothered by it. Okay. I was like, whoa, this is a lot. But I think it came from a, a spirit of you like, you wanting to do things right. Like, yes. you were always the child that like, didn't want to disappoint someone, didn't want to like do the wrong thing. I, I always tell the story and like, I, this could be a, a good mom moment or a bad mom moment. I'm still not 
white shirt. I'm still questioning this too. <laughs> so when Sadie was little, when she was, I, don't, I can't remember, first grade or second grade, she was like. It was second grade. Second grade. Okay. I remember. You remember it. So she was so concerned. So back then the, the, the discipline was you had to pull a strap. It was like. At school, if you got in trouble. If you got in trouble at school, you pulled a strip. Well, Sadie was so worried. Like, she just did not want to pull a strip. And so every day she'd come home and just, and it, it became like a stress, like an anxiety within her that like, she, what, she would just die if she had to pull a strip. And so I, as a mom, just felt like she really needs to kind of just get over this so she can live her life and enjoy second grade <laughs> because it felt I like, was like it was taking away her enjoyment. Like such like I had to be like perfect yeah, like at really, school like I did not talk I had like perfect manners I was like I have like I cannot yeah. get in trouble I was so scared of like doing the wrong yes. thing so I had a conversation with her teacher and I was like you know like I really think Sadie needs to just get over this fear and I think if you if she pulled a strip then she would realize that like okay it's okay life goes on I can live through it so I told her I was like if there's something that she does even little it's okay pull her strip and like so that she kind of like gets over this fear and so well, I don't know what you I did remember. what did and you do I was so confused <laughs> I stood up to scan my math um mm-hmm. you remember how you used to do like you yeah. bubble in the letters uh-huh. for the math thing and then you scan it so I was standing up to scan it and another teacher walked in the room and it was like I, I didn't even know this was a rule or maybe I guess it was but it was like if another teacher is in the room then uh, you need to sit down like okay I guess I don't even I guess it's like a respect thing and Miss E-tier, love her so much, so much for your teacher, but she was like, um, Sadie, you need to go pull a strip because you were standing up when the teacher was in the room. And I was like, what? I'm like, this is a rule? Like, I didn't even know. Like, of Aww. course, I would have, like, I would have obeyed the rule. I would have sat down. Yes. I was trying to scan my math. And, um, yes, and then I think I, like, forgot to put my name on the paper. So I ended yeah. up pulling, like, two strips that oh, year. And no. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it did – I mean, it, it did help me work through that because I cried so much. And I remember you comforting me. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You didn't do anything wrong. But so, I was definitely more yeah. judgmental. And mm-hmm. I mean. And I remember like when like, what was the, when, <laughs> the drug week? The yeah. red. I was like, about to go there Say no too. to drugs week or whatever. Sadie was like, oh my goodness. So like into that week. And like. And red so, ribbon week. Red ribbon week. And so um, Willie does not smoke cigars very often at all. But like, you know, back every once in a while I'd smoke a cigar. And oh my goodness, Sadie was oh, like so was, bothered by that. Did not. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like he well, was I doing I was drugs. saving his life <laughs> when I threw away his cigars. So she threw away I got in cigars. so much trouble. <laughs> That's like I'm saving your life. You don't know what it's doing to your lungs. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, that was me. I was definitely a little judgmental, and but I, I did just really want to do the right thing. It, it came wasn't out even like trying to be judgmental. To right I just thing. wanted yes. to do the right uh-huh. thing, and I had like a standard right. to uphold. That's right. Um, like at school, each year there was a most Christ-like award, and mm-hmm. like every day I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I want to yeah. be the most Christ-like. Yeah, and like. Yeah. But that that definitely teetered into more of a legalistic mindset mm-hmm. than really being like Christ, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Which is, I think, a great topic for the topic of tattoos, mm-hmm. a great conversation, because I do think this can really teeter on the line of yeah. just being legalistic and not really being like Christ. That's right. And sometimes it can yeah. come initially from a spirit of just like wanting to do what's right. Yes. But like anything, Satan can take anything yes. and twist it and turn it, and it can become 
legalism or judgmentalism when it started as a spirit of just like, okay, I, I, right I, I want to do the right thing. Yeah. But whenever you take that to the extreme, Absolutely. this is where it ends and leads. Absolutely. And the irony of me getting tattoos, mm-hmm. this is so cool, is that the more I grew in my relationship with Christ and the more I grew spiritually with Him in different aspects of my life, the greater desire I actually had to get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it was because I wanted that marking of what I had experienced in Christ. For instance, yeah. like my fearless tattoo. I was so I was so fearful in high school. I mean, truly. I, I don't think people believe me when I say that because I'm so not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. But you walked through that with me. Yeah. I had extreme anxiety, like extreme panic attacks, extreme anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really, really crippling, honestly. And um, I, I started kind of working through that finally. And I just remember just really taking on that scripture that I have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. And I was just like, I've not been given a spirit of fear. Like mm-hmm. God has given mm-hmm. me with his spirit, like power, love, a sound mind. Like I thought about... Um, the verses in Isaiah that you would quote over me, fear not for I'm with Mm -hmm. you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. Like I do not have to be afraid. God is with me. Even whenever God said to um, Joshua, like, uh, have not community be strong, courageous. Mm-hmm. Do not be terrified, but like for the Lord your God is with you. Just realizing, like, okay, I don't have to be afraid because God's with me. Yeah. And I wanted to get a fearless tattoo right here because whenever I would get scared and anxious, I would start doing this with my wrist. I don't even know if you remember mm-hmm. this. I, did, I would like yeah. do this. This was like my like go to like anxiety uh-huh. move. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just always do this. And I was like, I want to get a fearless right here because every time I go to do this, I just want to see and be reminded that like I'm I can be fearless. And it's not that I'm actually fearless. Right. Like, have fear it's that like because of the lord's presence in my life like i don't have to be afraid and it was such a reminder to me so and i got it on the inside because it was it was for me like it wasn't for anybody else like to see it was for me Mm -hmm. it was big and clear and i remember you saying it's bigger than i thought it was gonna be i'm like (laughs) i need it to be right in my face yeah um and then i got live and original which i mean that those are my words that's Mm -hmm. my whole thing my message that God's really put on my heart and on my life, and that's the ministry that I do. And so yeah. I think that is really cool. But as I study scripture on this topic, I can see why that was birthed out of a right. relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so let's dive in. Um, we've kind of already referenced a couple times that there's a verse in Leviticus that talks about not getting tattoos. And this verse, uh, we're, we're going to read it so we can all hear it exactly how it says. It's Leviticus 19, and um, it is the Lord speaking. God's talking to the people, and basically under the umbrella of y'all need to be holy as I am holy. Mm-hmm. And how you're going to be holy is by keeping the law. And there is a lot of the law, and there's a lot of things. I actually looked it up last night. There's 613 laws. 613 in the first five books of the Bible, oh, which are the Torah, which is word. what was handed to the Jewish people to be holy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back before Jesus came to be holy and to be in the presence, like to be in the presence of God, you had to be holy, mm-hmm. which is why they were making so many sacrifices all the time because they weren't holy. They would mm-hmm. break the law and they'd have to make sacrifices so that they could get back in the presence with God. So let's fast forward just a little bit and tease what's coming. The reason why we don't have to have a law anymore is because Jesus came as the sacrificial lamb for all of us. So Mm -hmm. he paid the ultimate sacrifice. So we no longer have to make sacrifices to God and maintain this holiness because we get to become holy through the blood of Jesus covering our life. 
So this was pre that, pre Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is, you gotta be holy, 613 laws. So Leviticus 19, verse 28, we'll read it exactly what it says. It says, you shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourself. I am the Lord. So right there, people take that, I would say out of context, they just take that verse and they say, you shall not get tattoos, mm -hmm. this is the Lord. So period, right? Okay, well, we could take that as period, but let's read the verse before, verse 27. You shall not round off the hair of your temple or make any edges off your beard. So it basically says, don't cut your hair, mm -hmm. don't cut your beard. Okay, so if you're gonna say don't get tattoos and you mm -hmm. shouldn't get tattoos, then also you need to consider that you shouldn't also cut your hair. Yeah. Make edges of your beard. There's one a little bit ahead of that. It says, do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of materials. So like if we check our tags, then two we, kinds. Yeah, then we probably couldn't be wearing what we're wearing today. So nope. It also says that if you're going to come into the land and plant any kind of tree for food, then you should regard its fruit as forbidden. You should wait three years before you even eat the fruit. So we also would need to wait three years before we eat any fruit that grows mm -hmm. off the land. Um, also, a big one is keep the Sabbath holy. So that would mean on the seventh day of the week, you don't do anything like at all. So I'm just saying this verse about tattoos is grouped into all of these other laws that it doesn't seem like we keep, mm -hmm. um, nor do people even ask you to keep or think about you keeping or judge right. you for not keeping. You know, yeah. no one says to me when I have a tattoo, but do you keep the Sabbath holy? Do you wait three years to eat the fruit? Do you, you cut your hair? Mm -hmm. Like that's not even a question. Um, and so it's interesting that we take this one verse and we care so much about it. And that's what makes me think, okay, is this because it's more of a personal thing? Is it a mm -hmm. preference thing? Is it a judgmental thing in our heart? But also the verse is not even just referencing tattooing yourself like like tattoos that we get. Right. It's not like you're putting a little heart on your body. That's not what they were doing. Back in this day, why he said you should not make any cuts of your body for the dead or tattoo yourself, it was making reference to these people were getting like like cutting themselves, getting tattoos of like dead people and like mm -hmm. gods that are like not real. All yeah. gods that are not the holy God. Right. So God's saying like, don't identify yourself and mark yourself with these um, idolatry images mm -hmm. that are not me. And yes. you know, he doesn't say you can if it's me, but mm -hmm. essentially don't do that. Like don't yeah. mark yourself with something that's not actually your identity. Yeah, I and think the spirit so behind- So I think that's important. The spirit behind that law was really more about that this pagan custom of really worshiping the ancestors, worshiping the, the dead. And, and so like it wasn't as much even about that, but it was about mark cutting your bodies and yeah. marking your bodies for the dead and so that is another layer to that but i think one thing that you know people say like oh well you don't do that so you should you, you then we don't do that you know so it's not even about that though because if it were that about that then it'd be like oh well maybe we should observe all these mm -hmm. so then you can go there like when you say like oh well then i guess i'm gonna have to like learn all these laws and follow those but that's not the answer either mm -hmm. Yeah, so the answer because we're no longer under the law. And that's really important that we read these scriptures too. These this is in Romans. We're gonna go to Romans seven. And this is where it talks about us no longer being under the law. So Romans seven, we're gonna start in verse four. 
And it says, likewise, my brother, you have also died to the law through the body of Christ so that you may belong to another, to him who has raised you from the dead in order that we may bear fruit for God. So basically this verse is so clear. It says you've died to the law. We're no longer under the law. Now we're raised in the body of Christ and we're raised from the dead because Jesus was raised from the dead. Like I said, we're covered in that sacrifice from Jesus. And now what we're called to do is we're called to bear fruit from God, Mm -hmm. bear fruit for God by just being um, his child. So like us bearing fruit is no longer based on like us keeping the law, us bearing fruit is bringing people to the Lord, right. walking in obedience to God. Now, that doesn't mean you dismiss everything from the law. It, mm-hmm. it even goes on to say, um, then what shall we say that the law is sin? By no means. The law is not sin. It goes on to say there are things in the law, like that's how we learned what sin is, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, we're free from that that condemnation, that bond of the law. And then says this in verse six, but now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive. Yeah. And I think that is so huge. Died to that that held us captive. Like those things that held us captive that mm-hmm. we can't keep. It's an impossible yeah. standard. Like God knows we're sinful people. Well, and if you think back to you in your childhood, like you pulling that strip, are you that was holding you captive. It you was. weren't able to be free in who you were. You weren't able to speak. You like your no, teacher literally. thought you didn't even talk in school. I didn't even have a personality. Yeah. Because I was like, and at home you were so perfect. <laughs> and like at home I was like crazy and so fun. Yeah, and at joyful. home you were so free and fun and all this, but then you were held captive literally. by the law because you didn't want to break the law. And that's like such an perfect example and visual of how we can live as Christians and why people who look at Christians and like, Oh, I don't want that. That's no fun. Like I don't want to have to be a robot and not speak and and try to stay in this box and not step out of this step across this line or I might get struck down. Like people who are outside of Christianity look in at Christians sometimes and see that's not fun. See that. And that's where mm-hmm. that, when people say that Christianity isn't fun, that's where that comes from. Because it yeah. isn't fun to be held captive. Yeah. It is not fun to be held mm-hmm. by the law. But it is so fun to be found in the freedom of Christ Jesus. Yeah. Still being obedient to the mm-hmm. word of God, still following the commandments of God as mm-hmm. far as like, you know, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor yourself and and not actively trying to sin, you know, Mm -hmm. repenting of sin and turning to the Lord, but there's freedom in who you are. It says this, um, so you have been released from the law, and it says, which held us captive, so that we serve in a new way of spirit and not in the old way of written code. So there it is. We're we're Mm -hmm. in a new, we're serving in a new way now. We're serving in the spirit and not by the code. And that is such a difference. And that's why, like, if you just read the Old Testament, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got to stay for the best part. you got to stay for for (laughs) Jesus. Like, that's that's where the freedom comes. I wanted to read um, also just parts of the Bible that it really, like, Jesus is kind of addressing this legalistic spirit. Yeah. Jesus is addressing the Pharisees. There's a mm-hmm. lot of that. Yeah. Um, I know you had a verse. Did you want to read that? Yeah, sure. So Galatians, I think Galatians is a great place to go because it's it's literally, it's like six chapters and you can read it really quickly. But it's really, Paul is writing to the Galatians really about this one specific thing cool. because they had gotten trapped in this and he, he actually calls it like a gospel that I did not preach to you that did mm. not come from from Jesus. It's a different gospel whenever you're trying to live a gospel wow. that is under the law. 
And so he's like, really, I mean, he speaks of them very harshly because he realizes the harm in this, because the harm in this is denying Jesus' sacrifice. Yeah. Whenever we try to live under the law and we try to say like, we have to do it all perfectly, what we're doing is really denying what Jesus did for us and and the price that he paid in his sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And, and that's not how we get to God. We only get to God through Jesus. And so, um, yeah, so Galatians three really talks about this. Um, I thought this was really good. So it says, before this faith came, we were held prisoners by the law, locked up until faith should be revealed. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ. Mm. So the whole point of the law in the Old Testament was to get us to Christ. Yeah. Was to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. And so I thought, you know, that really like sums it up exactly what's saying in Romans 7. So it's, there's, you know, this is a continual theme throughout the New Testament and a a continual pull for people to like, Mm -hmm. oh, let me go back and try to like do it all myself. And the reminder is like, nope, it's not about you. It's about Jesus and about what he did. It's good. And um, then I thought, um, okay, here, this is a little bit before that, 319. It says, what then was the purpose of the law? It was added because of the transgressions. Because we aren't perfect. The mm-hmm. law was there because we, we can't live up to the standard. Yep. Until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. So the, the law was put into effect through angels by a mediator. So the law, it's not that the law was bad. It did come no. from God. It yeah. came to, it came to the, his people to, um, to, but it came to get them to Christ. Yes. Like it was the and the law, the reason why they had so many laws was because God was trying to help them. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the laws were like, yeah. I, I read this somewhere where it talks about, you know, in, in Leviticus 19, mm-hmm. it talks about not eating meat with blood in it. Right. Well, yeah. like now we eat steak. So mm-hmm. you could say, well, you can't eat steak if you're also going to abide by the law. But God wasn't saying that to be like, you can't have steak. God was saying that because they didn't have the kind of medicine. They didn't have the right. kind of things that could have helped them if they got any kind of like disease from mm-hmm. that. You know, so a lot of it was God's protection over his yes. people, God's love for his people, God trying to keep his people holy. Like Adam and Eve had already sinned and destroyed mm-hmm. the earth. And by the time Noah, two chapters in, or sorry, two pages in, a couple of chapters in, about six chapters into the Bible, God was ready to destroy the whole earth because it was so sinful. So then God created a law to be like, hey, let's stay under this and Mm -hmm. like things are going to work out, but we can't uphold that. So then God's like, okay, like the only answer is I send my son. The only answer is I send the sacrifice and give y'all an example Mm -hmm. of what it looks like to live, to live a life honoring to God. Yeah. That's a super interesting study. Like I love to like, you go and you, you read this, some of these laws that like the Jewish people knew things that like. Science didn't catch up on until yeah, way later because God gave them that law, that and it was to protect them. It was yeah. to keep them keep them healthy. Yeah. And like even if you think about that, like tattooing and marking your body, cutting your body, oh, like the, the disease, the disease that yeah. could come in. They didn't understand about all those things. So a lot of it was really just for protection mm-hmm. to keep them. Yes, and that's the thing. I, I think you you know think about sin in a practical sense sometimes too. Yeah, sin leads to death. That's right. So mm-hmm. sin leads to death, not just. Uh, spiritually, mm-hmm. sin leads to death physically. Yeah. Like there's a lot of sin that will literally lead you to death. That's yeah. just not good or healthy for your life. Mm-hmm. And so God's marking of what is sin is, yes, things that are separate from him, but who, who is God? God is life. Yeah. God is love. God is life and life abundantly. That's what mm-hmm. he comes to give and bring. So like in a practical sense, 
what brings life, what brings death, you know? But mm-hmm. I love Mark um, chapter 3 because we get to see Jesus having this encounter with the religious people and when he's trying to do something good. And this is what I want us to, to think about, you know, for those who have a tendency to be uh, overly religious and who have a tendency to comment really mean things on people's posts because I'm like, this is what the Pharisees mm-hmm. were doing. And Jesus was very... Uh, yeah. We're going to read in just a minute. Um, did not like what the Pharisees <laughs> were doing. So in Mark chapter 3, it says, Again, he entered the synagogue, which is Jesus, and a man was there with a withered hand. And the Pharisees watched Jesus to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath. So we already talked about this. The Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath holy, which would mean not doing anything on the Sabbath, was part of the law. So the Pharisees, the religious people, are sitting there being like, Is he going to do it? Like, mm-hmm. Is he going to heal on the Sabbath, which would require him to do a work? So it says, so that they might accuse him. So here they are literally watching to see, is he going to do it? Because if he is, then I can accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. And then he said, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save a life or to kill? Jesus said that. So Jesus basically addresses what the Pharisees are thinking. Mm -hmm. And it says, but they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of hearts, which that's just like right there. Like Jesus, he was angry and he was grieved at their hearts for being so hard that they would literally sit there and wait to accuse Jesus Mm -hmm. of doing something good because it was against the law. And Jesus goes on, to say to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him on how to destroy him. Wow. I mean, like Jesus literally healed a man and they're like, gotcha. Like, let me go Mm -hmm. do this. And I I can't help but see that in our world today with a lot of Christianity. It's like, let me wait till she does one thing that's against the law and then Mm -hmm. accusation. Yeah. Uh, whatever, Whatever that might look. I have you YouTube videos of people saying, don't listen to Sadie Robertson preach because mm-hmm. of the littlest things that yeah. they're like, that's wrong. That's off. That's mm-hmm. not, that doesn't look like the perfect like standard yes. of Christianity, but the perfect standard of Christianity is to be a follower of Christ. Right. It's to love God and to love people. It's to make yeah. disciples. And so like Jesus was literally grieved at the hardness of their hearts by this behavior. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I hate it because a lot of people um, in the world who aren't Mm -hmm. Christians, and I've had people directly say this to me, is they say, Christians are just so rude. That's Mm -hmm. why people don't like Christians. They're so rude. They're so judgmental. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Like, Christian yeah. people have been some of the rudest people to me in yeah. my ministry is mm-hmm. Christian people. Yeah. The the people that are the most um, judgmental about what I'm doing mm-hmm. have been people in the church right. because I'm a woman mm-hmm. preaching, because of whatever it is. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, I get that. Yeah. But I always say to them, but that's not Jesus. Right. You see, and actually that spirit, that religious spirit and that Pharisee-like mm-hmm. um, attitude is what Jesus was bothered by too, yeah. and what Jesus despised of. Yeah. And so when I hear people say that, I'm like, but please don't think that's Jesus because right. that bothered Jesus too. Yeah. That grieved his heart too. That made him angry too yeah. because mm-hmm. that is not his heart. Yeah. If you look, if you read the Gospels, you will find that Jesus' harshest words were reserved really for the religious people. When he got the most angry, when yeah. he really spoke the most harshly, it was because it was people that were like, you would have looked at the time and said, oh, they're the Christians. They're the religious people. They're the ones that are like 
sacrificing at the temple, but they were the ones that Jesus was the most aggravated with because they didn't understand why he had come. They didn't understand the sacrifice that he was making to come and bring them freedom. And he didn't under, they didn't understand what he, what Jesus says is the two greatest commandments, love God and love others, love your neighbor. And he summed up all the law in that right there. I'll never forget whenever, um, you did dancing with the stars. Someone said to you, well, I guess my, um, girls are going to have to find another, another role model Mm -hmm. now. Because in their mind, you had like disqualified danced. yourself as a role model because you had danced and, you know, because of their judgment about what a Christian is supposed to do. Yep. And so it was so sad to me that someone would say that to you. And it was just really crushing. And But it, it really does like it kind of exemplifies like what we do sometimes mm-hmm. we, you know, especially with Instagram or whatever, the social media, it's like, we're just scrolling. We're like watching like, Oh, when are they going to have the fall? Or like, when are they going to do something that I can, Mm -hmm. I can say, I can, I can find the the speck of sawdust in their eye and forget about the plank in mine. And so I think, you know, it, it's an easy place to go to say like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watch and I'm going to like, and I'm going to judge. And then, then that's going to disqualify them. Oh Yeah. From, that, that from me, from hearing anything from them or learning anything so from them. Yeah, That is so real. I love that you just brought that up because I have had somebody directly say, mm-hmm. my daughters will have to find a new role model because mm-hmm. you've lost it now mm-hmm. because I was dancing. Um, because people don't believe that you should dance as a mm-hmm. Christian. I get, I get that comment, by the way, all the time when I post dance videos with Christian. We have the rudest comments about mm-hmm. us dancing as Christians and we're not supposed to dance, which is not even biblical. <laughs> like, there's so many verses about dancing. David dance? Yes. Like, so much Lord. dancing. Yes. And it literally <laughs> says, like, um, oh, what is it? Like, uh, you have turned my morning into, like, dancing, uh-huh. like, my stars and yeah. joy. Like, yeah. that's even biblical. So it's just crazy. But mm-hmm. then also I've gotten comments because of my tattoos. i got comments because I'm a woman preaching. i got comments because of the clothes that I wear mm-hmm. that people feel like are maybe immodest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Like, every single person that Jesus chose to use for his kingdom would have been completely disqualified by the church today. Right. Oh, yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. And so, but you're so right. Jesus had the, the harshest words for the Pharisees. And in Matthew 23, this whole chapter is seven woes to the scribes and Pharisees. And yeah. it's like, woe to you for this, woe to you for this. But I want to read this one specifically because mm-hmm. I actually had somebody say to me one time, Sadie, tell me what you think about tattoos because i got to be honest. And he said, every time I see someone tattoos, I immediately judge them. And I just think like they've, they're whatever, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, well, that's a you problem, my friend. That's a you problem, <laughs> you know? And so, um, but this this to me is, is that. And it's uh, chapter 23, verse 25 through 28. And it says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. For you clean the outside of your plate, but inside you are full of greed and self-indulgence. By the way, this is Jesus saying this. This is mm. red letters. Yeah. You blind Pharisees. First clean the inside of your cup and the plate, and the outside may also be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And I was just like, that verse, outwardly you appear righteous. Mm -hmm. So what would it look like for people to outwardly appear righteous? Would yeah. it look like not having tattoos? Mm-hmm. Would it look like being fully covered? Would mm-hmm. it look like... How about praying in public? 
which also Jesus was critical of. Like, be careful that you're not praying so that other people see. Fasting, but not telling anyone. Yes, be careful that you're not fasting and trying to look like you had it rough so everybody knows what you're doing. Be careful that you, when you give, Mm -hmm. let one hand not know what the other hand is doing. Do it Mm -hmm. quietly. Don't do it publicly, outwardly. Mm-hmm. Like even uh, with your language, just thought about a comment I got one time that someone said, you know, you've lost it. Because I said, OMG, I'm so excited for a conference. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh my God, did you really yeah. just <laughs> disuse the name of the Lord? Unfollow. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. what does it look like to appear yeah. righteous mm-hmm. outwardly? Um, but but I think when you're inwardly righteous, when you're yeah. inwardly, have you what Jesus is saying heart, right there. Saying, mm-hmm. Like, that's what you said. If you clean the inside, the outside might also be clean. Yeah. I just feel like the from the heart, like so the mouth shall speak mm-hmm. from the heart is it's the wellspring of life. Everything overflows from the yeah. heart. And when you have a fruitful heart, when your heart's mm-hmm. bearing fruit, when it's watering the soul of your life, like yeah. fruit is all around you. Like the goodness of God is all mm-hmm. around you. The 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 um, love and the joy and the peace and the kindness right. and goodness and mercy and the mm-hmm. self control and all the things. Yeah. It's it's around you. And right. so all this to say, um, it really is about the heart. The and heart. I love how you mm-hmm. said Jesus summed up the law by saying, love the Lord your God, by your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Like, this is the new law. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that does, he does also, there's also say in the Bible, does this mean by the grace that we can just keep on sinning? By no means. Right. Like, don't keep on sinning. Mm-hmm. Don't be crazy. Follow the Lord. Like, use wisdom. Ask the Lord for wisdom in what you're doing. And I think mm-hmm. that's always a good place to be. Um John Piper said, you know, ask God if you're going to get a tattoo, is this glorifying you, God? Am I bearing fruit for your name, God? Like, is this a wise choice? And, you know, if you feel peace about it, if Mm -hmm. you feel like this is in alignment with the gospel of Jesus, in alignment with um, what I'm trying to do and Mm -hmm. making disciples for Jesus Christ, then yeah. Yeah. Um, There's also a scripture, I don't know, I didn't look it up before we came, but it just came to me about like, you know, if it if something is a sin to you, if it's against your conscience, don't do it. Yes. You know, talking about eating meat or about because there was a, a you know argument at the time about whether or not you could eat meat or do these do certain things that were part of Jewish custom and and where God had opened mm-hmm. up to the, His people, and um, you know it said if it's against your conscience, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if like getting a tattoo, it feels against your conscience, mm-hmm. like pray about it, ask yeah. God for wisdom in it, and, but don't do something that's against your conscience. Yeah. And yeah, so um, my grandmother, I remember she didn't get her ears pierced till she was like, like 70 years old because whenever she was young, only the bad girls got their ears pierced. Wow. Like that's what she remembered is like, oh, wow. only the bad girls have their ears pierced. And, and I think that was something kind of perhaps in our culture for tattoos, like, oh, that mm-hmm. that's reserved for the bad girls or whatever. And so... But so it is, but it's such a cultural thing. And eventually yeah. she got her ears pierced. I remember yeah. she used to wear, um, she had all these like clip on earrings, but That's eventually crazy. she got her ears pierced because she realized like, oh, that was a cultural thing. Something yeah. that was within my culture and how I grew up. And, but it's not, That's it's, so not good. A God, it's not a God you, thing. That is such a good way to put it. We mm-hmm. need to ask yourself, is this a cultural thing mm-hmm. or a biblical thing? Right. Is yeah. it cultural and I don't prefer it or is mm-hmm. it biblical and God says don't do it because yeah. there's a big difference and we can't treat mm-hmm. cultural things like biblical things mm-hmm. when it's not because yeah. that's whenever we really set a bad example of who Christ is because yeah. that isn't who Christ is we're right. putting words in, mm-hmm. in the Bible that aren't there you yeah know? but I, there's, I um, love that there's also a scripture that came to mind when you mentioned about 
modesty and, you know, it talks about, but that scripture, a lot of times we use it when we say like, oh, be modest, like make sure you have a lot of clothes on. Mm -hmm. But really that scripture is talking about modest and like, don't, don't put on all this outward adornment, but it actually specifically mentions like a wearing of jewelry, braiding of hair. Mm -hmm. And like, we're both wearing jewelry and we we braider, have my hair and you braided. have your hair braided. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, okay, if we are going by the law, if we are back to the letter mm-hmm. of the law, then we have to observe all these things. But but the entire New Testament, it just always goes back to, it's yeah. the heart. It's the heart. It's the heart. It's the heart. It's good. And our, and our dependence is not on our, us doing yeah. it perfectly. Our dependence, dependence is on Jesus. It's good. John Piper preached a message uh, a couple years ago that I always think about. And he says, the essence of good and evil is not doing what is right and not doing what is wrong. He said the essence of really good and evil is the essence of good is like desiring God over anything yeah. else. And the essence yeah. of evil is choosing mm-hmm. the thing that's not the Lord to bring mm-hmm. the satisfaction that you want. And yeah. we see that in the garden. Yeah. It wasn't that she was doing the right thing or the wrong thing. It was that she chose to desire the apple, which was really the knowledge, mm-hmm. more than she desired who God was in her life. Right. And I think that is so true, especially when you talked about just if it's a sin to you, mm-hmm. then then it is because it's you – it's you desiring something other than God. Right. Like for me personally, I feel a strong conviction over TV shows that I watch. There's hardly ever TV shows that I ever <laughs> find I can watch. It's not like reality games, like Survivor yeah. uh-huh. and American Idol and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But when it comes to like TV shows, now all of y'all watch them and I don't think that's wrong for y'all to watch them uh-huh. at all. I think uh-huh. it's great. If I if I could watch them in clear conscience, I probably would, <laughs> but I can't. I feel yeah. I feel convicted. And sometimes I still try to push through and watch it because I want to, because everybody's talking about it or because mm-hmm. I'm interested in the show or interested in the plot. But the minute I feel the spirit be like, this is like, you don't have a clear conscience in this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm giving you this conviction for a reason. Yeah. I have to be obedient to that. That's good. And um, I That's just really recently good. had that with another TV show. I started watching all my friends were talking about it and I got a couple episodes in and I just started feeling convicted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, this isn't even bad. Like I'm fast mm-hmm. forwarding through any part that's even bad. Like I'm not doing anything that's like against my conscience. I mean, like as far as you know, on paper, mm-hmm. but, but I had it in my spirit and yeah. like, I have to follow that. That's conviction. right. I think but that's really I can't good. put that on someone else because mm-hmm. that's not the word of God, but that's the yeah. spirit of God living inside of me. That's good. And so that's so true. Um, lastly, just let's end with this because I just think this is awesome. Revelation nineteen sixteen says this, um, and this is just food for thought. I mean, this is just really <laughs> awesome. So Revelation 19, 16, sorry, let us get there. It's talking about Jesus coming back and it says, and on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And some people say, Jesus has a tattoo. (laughs) I don't know if Jesus has a tattoo. I don't know what it looks like to be stamped on his thigh, yeah. you know? I the think Sharpie about, marker. I know. What is, is it? What is it? We don't know. I mean, it makes yeah. you think of Will's giant tattoo. Yeah. My brother has a giant gyra tattoo, uh-huh. just is on another his name for God yeah. on his thigh. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, regardless of what that is on Jesus' thigh, yeah. whether it's an ink tattoo or whatever it is, like, to me, it's like he has written on him, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, yeah. like this thing written on him to glorify who he is. Mm-hmm. And so I think to me, like all of my tattoos are 
in alignment with who God is yeah. in my life, who God's been in my life. And all of them live to tell the story of that. If yeah. anyone were to ask me, what do my tattoos mean? Like mm-hmm. I can give glory to God through yeah. that. Now, if you've gotten a tattoo, that wasn't the greatest choice or decision. <laughs> it's not sinful. Like yeah. it's not. And if it is, like if it's like against the Lord, maybe you can get it removed. You it's, know, it's covered by the blood of Jesus. It's covered by know? the blood of Jesus. Yeah, like if you want to get it removed, get it removed. But it is covered by the blood of Jesus. If you repent of your sin, if you confess, if you turn to the Lord, then it is forgiven. That's what the word says. And so, um, y'all, this has been a great study. I just want to say, like. Thank y'all for asking the question. Um, Thank you for genuinely being curious. It led us to the point of wanting to answer it. Mm -hmm. Um, We're thankful that we have the word that is so packed with um, truth Mm -hmm. that we could go to and root ourselves on a firm foundation. in. Um, If you, you know, have any friends or family members who have been really, you know, struggling with this topic, I hope that this can help bring some language to some of the things that y'all been having conversations around. I remember when uh, we started getting tattoos, we had conversations with family members about mm-hmm. our thoughts around that. And so maybe this can help bring some clarity in your family's lives and just scripture behind that. And if you aren't a Christian, like I said, and you're like, I don't know why this is a big deal, but maybe you've learned a lot about who Jesus actually is and his character, then I'm just so grateful for that because um, Jesus is greater than religion. Jesus is all about relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I'm so thankful for him and the sacrifice that he made. So anyways, way to kick off a Monday. Dang, <laughs> we went in. Um, if y'all have any other topic that y'all want us to cover, we would love to start doing videos like this. I can get mom in here, get some wisdom, and we can cover topics based off of what we've read biblically and spiritually. So if y'all have any topic that you're curious about, that you genuinely have a question about, maybe modesty would probably be a good one to cover. Um, just drop it in the comments below and we'll start studying and get to that. But I hope you have a great Monday, my sisters and friends. Thanks for tuning in.